Hello again, and welcome to the final installment in our series of KCAW election forums. I'm your host, Robert Woolsey. And for the next half hour, I'll be joined by school board members Todd Gebler and Felix Myers and Assistant, Superin- uh, Assistant School Superintendent Deidre Jensen to discuss the two ballot propositions voters will be seeing in the October 3rd municipal election. If you have a question for our panel or an idea you'd like to run by them, give us a call at 747-5879 and Catherine Rose or Meredith Reddick will relay it to me here in the air room. Likewise, you can email us at news at kcaw.org and we'll get your thoughts on the air at that way. And um, I thought we'd just take it the propositions in order and start with Prop 1. Um, Prop 1 states, shall the home rule charter of the city and borough of Sitka be amended to expand the persons eligible to hold office of a school board member to include municipal employees of the city and borough of Sitka. And um, I have not, I have not heard um, anyone necessarily opposed to this ballot prop, but we are definitely fishing for more school board candidates. We just had Tom Williams in. He's the only school board candidate um, running this year. And Todd, were you in, I, didn't Amy Morrison Right. grab you out of your driveway. You were bringing yeah. your groceries in or <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah. And she said, hey, I want you to run for school board. Yeah, that's exactly what she did. Yep. She was, uh, she's my neighbor, or was my neighbor, and uh, she was um, looking for signatures for her uh, second second term. And she came to the house and she suggested, Todd, you'd be a good fit for this. And, you know, originally I, I said no. <laughs> but then thinking more about it and um, here, here I am. Yeah. So. Um, Felix, has anything changed in the last couple of years to make school board service less desirable? Yes. I think that there's a bit of a hostile culture sort of surrounding education that's kind of been an issue. I see it across the state where there's been sort of a lot of backlash to things that happened with COVID or other issues that have arisen inside of education that have become very political and that's made it difficult for a lot of school board members you know when there's very difficult conversations that are happening surrounding what should happen you know with our kids in places that they're spending eight hours a day and so while that is true i think that what i've seen being on this board but also being on state board of education is that it's very rewarding work you know working for our kids especially in our community is something that you know you get a lot out of it you know you get what it you get what you put into it for sure and so um, despite what has happened I think that now more than ever we need people who want to want to be helping out in on a school board like this we definitely need more people that that want to be in this role because it's a r- essential role for our for our schools right thanks Felix um Deidre we haven't officially met by the way I'm Robert nice to meet you nice to meet you and you came from, what district did you come from? Uh, Southeast Island School District, which is on Prince of Wales, yeah. so not too far away. So this is your first year in the Sitka School District, but in Southeast Islands, were you having trouble recruiting and retaining board members? Uh, yeah, I would say that definitely is the case across many different districts. And I, and I think an element that plays into a factor in that is the time that um, it requires. Um, it's volunteer also like it's you do have to be dedicated to the cause and um and it's a good cause but the time that it involves 
Um, and, you know, some of, the, some of the factors that Felix mentioned, I think, also do play into that. Okay. Uh, I'm speaking with Deidre Jensen, Felix Myers, and Todd Gebler. We're talking about the two ballot propositions that voters will see this October. Prop 1 would allow municipal employees to serve on the Sitka School Board. Um, I wonder, uh, Felix, if it's time for to compensate school board members. <laughs> Not that you're looking for a paycheck necessarily. You probably have a lot to do in the rest of your school day. But uh, Felix, by the way, is our student uh, representative on the school board. But the assembly gets a stipend. It's not anything to write home about, but at least they get compensated for the time they spend at meetings and the time they do research should school board members get the same. I mean, speaking for my for my other board members, there's so much work that happens that you you really you don't see. There's there's so many work sessions and meetings and and the public meetings as well and a lot goes on and it really is like a second job. I I only see part of it cuz I don't go to the executive sessions and everything, but the work that I do it, it's a lot. It's taxing, you know, after a whole year of doing it and and getting into doing it for a whole nother year, I know it's going to be a significant time commitment. And so I think for the, the people of our community that come out and, and really are volunteering to take on a really lofty role, I think they absolutely, absolutely should be compensated for that. For sure. Todd, um, we won't be voting to pay school board members, yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> but do, do you think that would help with the, the shortage of board members that we're seeing? You know, I do remember this coming up, uh, briefly. Um, last year or the year before. It, it didn't gain much speed. Uh, I, I, I believe it would help. Um, I personally, I don't, I don't know if I would accept it or not. I would probably divvy it back into the general fund, perhaps, but I, I can't see how it would be um, beneficial you know, to recruit and retain that way. But for me, I, it's a labor of love, I guess you could say. Yeah, certainly. Um, I wonder... Um, Todd, can you anticipate any potential conflict of interest if an employee of the municipal government were to have a seat on the school board? You know, that was that was one of my concerns. Um, but the more I, I thought about it and uh, speaking to other people, and I really don't see that's a concern at all. Um, I don't see how you know the 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 parent you know that's working at the water treatment plant or the the maintenance worker that's um, working on roads, I don't see how he's going to benefit financially from joining the school board. You know, I don't think he's going like, to enrich himself financially that way. I'd, and as far as the conflict, um, I, don't, I don't see it happening any, any more than it would happen, happen now, I guess you could say. But no, I don't see that being an absolute, um, absolute thing happening. Yeah. Felix, Prop 1 would allow municipal employees to serve on the school board. Do you see any conflict of interest? Uh, I, I think that I think that it, sir, that people who work at the munis municipality, they would have the same inherent biases and conflicts that several of us do. And if that was a and and if there was a case where it was specifically about finances, that's and I just don't see how this would come across it come about in any way, but if it if there was any situation, I would believe that they would probably s just abstain from voting because I've abstained from voting personally uh, when it was specifically financial matter that would help my dad because he's a coach and we were increasing coach funding. Like that's just you know that's part of being 
being a person on the board that makes those decisions. And when it, the time is right and you feel that it's right to abstain, you abstain. And so I think that municipal employees are, would be in the same position as the rest of us would be in that. Dietrich? Well, Felix um, beat me to it, but I was going to use his, him as an example. Like he did mm-hmm. abstain from voting in, in a recent board meeting, and that does arise you know, in, in many different situations, not many, it doesn't happen often, but I think it's a, a training piece. Board members are trained to know what they should vote on and what they should not vote on if there's a conflict of interest. And I, um, I think we are very short, short-handed, and I think it would help. I do also feel like um, the city of Sitka is very supportive of the school, and I think that that partnership can also kind of, um, that can help both entities really to know um, what the left hand is doing and the right hand is doing. Um, so I think it can be supportive in other ways other than just thinking about the conflict of interest. Yeah, and uh, as an administrator, um, it's probably forefront of your thinking, but the school facilities themselves, Tom Williams was, with, was in here talking about facilities were one of his priorities. The facilities themselves are owned by the city. So there wouldn't necessarily be attention if a municipal employee were on the school board and you were talking about trying to make a decision about a building or a remodel or something it's all those properties are in the same basket right yeah all right um that might be uh, a good segue to prop two which um last night i don't know if you heard the assembly uh, candidate forum it was there was not any sort of um, consensus around Prop 2, and I'll read this one. Um, Shall the Sitka General Code be amended to adopt a seasonal sales tax increase starting in 2024 of one additional percentage point from 5% to 6% from April 1st through September 30th of each year and dedicate the revenue generated to fund either directly or by paying debt service on the maintenance, repair, replacement, and or construction of school building infrastructure. And um, I think last night with the assembly candidates, we heard a lot of support for schools, but there was some hesitation around dedicating a revenue stream um, to, the, to the maintenance and repair and construction of school facilities. Uh, Felix, you're sort of up. You want to take a swing at this one? What's your, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, so when I, when I heard about this ballot proposition, um, I'm also a, 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 the student advisor on the State Board of Education, and I went through our spreadsheet of the capital uh, improvement budget that we approved in March. So we there's a list of projects, of infrastructure projects, that the that is approved by deed to do constru- to uh, help with infrastructure and construction. And there was one project that was from Sika, and it's the uh, replacement of the roof on the Keat basketball building. And we were, of the 200 and something million dollars of improvements that need to be made, we were maybe at $106 million down the list. There was whole schools that need to be replaced. There's, there's so much infrastructure ahead of us, and the only way to get to the point where you're actually going to be approved for funding is if you're in an emergency situation because the way they prioritize things on that list is the higher up you are, you're in more desperate need. So if we want any major changes or help in the infrastructure, 
the only time that's going to come is in at the absolute last resort uh, from the state. So I think that this is essential. We need to pass something. We need to have a revenue stream because they're the way I see it, looking at where other funding could come from, there's not really other another stream that we're going to be getting unless it's absolutely dire and necessary. So there needs to be something put into place specifically for infrastructure because of there's not really anywhere else we could go for it. Um, thanks, Felix. Um, Todd, I have been covering the school board since Steve Bradshaw was superintendent the first mm. time. Right. And the Kikushihin covered play area has been on the capital projects list Mm -hmm. I want to say the entire time. Yep. And it's, I think Felix hit it on the head. We, we don't get around to some of this stuff in, unless I, I think um, uh, legislators and whatever the, the machinations happening in Juneau somehow pull something out of, the, out of all the list and something gets, uh, something gets done. And I wonder right. if, um, if you feel that Prop 2 would somehow free us from this cycle mm. uh, I, well, one of the first things that come to mind is um, the fact that us relying on what the state is going to provide we we can't do that anymore it's it's unreliable and you know it's it's proven to disappoint in in the past so we're simply relying on what the state is going to provide um, we have to move on I mean we, we have to find other other sources you know and prop one that to me, that that delivers a sustainable um, resource, that the one percent, and just relying on the state is simply not going to do it anymore. You know, so there has to be something else somewhere. You know, and I think um, you know Prop One sounds to me it sounds sounds like a great idea. It sounds wonderful. All right, thanks, Todd Gebler. Um, I'm speaking with school board members Todd Gebler, Felix Myers, and Assistant Superintendent Deidre Jensen about the ballot propositions. We're talking about Prop 2, which is um, going back, reinstating the 1% seasonal sales tax that we've had for a long, long time. I forget when it was first imposed, um, I want to say 10 or 15 or more years ago, to, um, to uh, pay down school bond debt. And um, I hope I'm correct on that. Um, 2003. 2003 was when it was when we brought it on, mm -hmm. and uh, now the idea is to just uh, that uh, the bond debt has been uh, mostly retired. Uh, we still have outstanding debt of 6.7 million dollars for school, um, up or for school remodeling that we've done over the past 20 years. But um, this reinstating this tax, um, Melissa Haley at uh, in the Sitka finance director's office thinks that would generate about 2.3 million dollars a year that could um, we could use to help pay down the existing debt and get us uh, a bit of a jump on um, get ahead of the game as far as maintenance goes Deidre I realize a lot has been put in your lap lately um, uh, did you and Mr. Bradshaw get a chance to um, discuss any of this before he was sidelined uh, sidelined for an injury <laughs> And um, have you got a chance to sort of size up what the state of the Sitka School District facilities are, and do you feel Prop 2 would be beneficial? Well, I actually um, just met with Jared Williams, who's, who's doing a tremendous job. Um, he's our new maintenance director there, and we, we were looking at the list of projects that are there. Um, you know, if anybody owns a house or a boat, you know that it, 
it takes maintenance to upkeep and 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 anybody who's run a budget is would be hard pressed to say that they're going to turn away money <laughs> for some of those projects um so uh would it help? I definitely think it would help. Do I know all the ins and outs of, of Sitka and the history? I, I'm still learning all those pieces. Um, but but I do think that, that there's certainly maintenance, a list of maintenance things that, like Felix was mentioning, uh, a fairly hefty length of maintenance projects that need to be worked on, and, um, and that would certainly help. Okay. Um, Felix and Todd, I, I had... A question for you guys as uh, as board members who've been active in sort of the advocacy routine that I, I know you attend fly-ins over in Juneau. Yep. And um, I've heard you come back and report to the board about some interesting conversations there. And uh, it wasn't too long ago that the, that the Sitka Assembly, due to its own sort of funding situation, wasn't funding the school district quite to the cap. And um, Sitka school board members would go to the Juno and advocate for an increase in the BSA, and legislators would push back and say, "Well, if Sitka isn't funding itself to the local cap, why should we give you any more money?" It was um, the dialogue was tense at times. I wonder if Sitka passes this ballot prop, if there's a possibility that we might handicap ourselves when we go to Juno and advocate for capital projects. And they'll just say, oh, you guys have tourists. You've got that 1% tax thing. Pay for it yourself, you know. Next. Hmm. Are you worried? Is that a possibility? Or am I just am I kind of running wild on well, speculation? Well, anything that happens in Juneau is a wild card. Okay. <laughs> so I, uh, you're, not, you're not too wild. You're not too off base with that. Um, I don't have an answer. I don't know. Um, the people that are the, the legislators that are supporting of the BSA are, are easy to talk to. That's that's those are the people that agree with us and you know share the same views. The people that don't agree with us are the people that we need to talk to, and a lot of times those are people that very conveniently don't have time to see us. When we were down at the at the fly-in, they were busy, had another appointment, things like that. So. It's it's hard to say exactly what would happen in Juno. I think is my best um, my best take on it because it's a I don't know it's a roll the dice. <laughs> okay, um, Felix, have I given you enough time to form a counter argument? You're the debater <laughs> here. Will will Prop Two actually be a detriment um, in Juno? I, I think it's uh, important to understand that when it comes to funding for schools the maintenance projects and all that comes from is is a separate pot than the bsa funding and so at that at the state level when we're talking about advocating for that increase we're talking about all the other things that our schools desperately need um, because we are losing so much because the bsa has not kept up with, with inflation uh, because there's not a there's not been a significant increase and so that fight over over that and that advocacy i don't think if anyone tried to push us and say well you add that one percent for maintenance i'd say well that's part of a separate issue that's a because it is and so for us to continue keeping all of our incredible teachers for us to keep our our, um, our 
PTR rates down for us to keep our extracurriculars. That is, that's what we need to be focusing on when we're talking about increasing the BSA is creating a better school for our kids. And that comes separately from the, from the maintenance side of things. Um, and if they did try to push on that, I say, well, the, the capital, the capital projects list has been impossible to get onto forever. So, yeah. Yeah. Todd mentioned it was a wild card. What could be happening in Juno, I suppose they could just as easily pat you on the back and say, good job, Sitka. Sure. Yeah. Here, have some more. Or yeah. <laughs> not likely. We'll no. see. Um, anyway, um, I mentioned at the beginning of uh, this half hour, which is going by quickly, we just have seven minutes left. If you have a question for uh, our panel, I'm speaking with Todd Gebler and Felix Myers, who are on the Sitka School Board, and Deidre Jensen, who is our assistant uh, school superintendent about uh, the ballot propositions. We're speaking specifically about Prop 2 right now, about reinstating the 1% seasonal sales tax uh, between April and September of every year. We go from 5% to 6%, which we have done since 2003. Um, this would, to pay down debt, this would be um, reinstating that tax to kind of help us finish off paying debt and get help us get ahead on maintenance, repair, replacement, and construction of school infrastructure. If you have any thoughts that you'd like to put before this panel, please get them to me now, news at kcaw.org, or um, give us a call, 747-5879. Um, Deidre, uh, last night, the assembly candidates, I mentioned when we started, were split. Um, everyone said, love our schools, got to support our schools, but there were some who were a little hesitant to um, take the 1% and devote it to schools when we have other needs too. We have streets that need repairs. We have, you know, um, we have other things that need to be taken care of uh, in the city. And what do you think that, about the balance that voters are being asked to weigh schools versus everything else? And Felix and Todd are going to have to answer this to you. <laughs> I was going to say, you gave me the hard question. Um, I, I, you know, I was thinking the same thing when, when they were answering the other questions. You know, Juno, they have budgets to, to create as well and, um, and to balance. Um, so so it, is, it, it is a wild card because you never know how they're going to play. I, cities falls under that same um, piece. Everybody's got priorities. And they're all important to the stakeholders that are right there. Um, and I think that, that there's a whole other piece to it that, that you were mentioning um, about funding under the cap. And there's been letters sent to uh, school districts regarding that. Um, so that could definitely impact, um, you know, have a negative impact on us. And until you mentioned that, I really hadn't, hadn't really thought about that. But that's definitely a strong connection. So... Boy, as far as um, community members, uh, you know, the, the schools are our future. And, um, and so that's where my commitment is, and that's where I have to really, um, I think, you know, I really have to advocate for that. Um, and we'll be advocating at, at the state level for that as well, um, to, to raise the BSA. So it's not solely, um, you know, relying on the city's contributions. Um, and STA and all the other partners that we have that that really help and contribute to our schools. Thanks, Deidre. Um, Felix, how do you how do you weigh what's being what voters are being asked um, in supporting schools against the other needs that this money could be applied towards? Well, I think that 
I think that since the ballot prop is just is 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 staying in line with that with a tax that a one percent tax that was being specifically used to help with schools anyway, keeping in line with that, I think is not unreasonable. Uh, I think that yes, there are other infrastructure needs um, that come with being a, a tourist location, um, but I think that if we want to continue to maintain, like I said, there's really no other revenue stream to get our our buildings uh, to the place where they should be. There's no other way we're going to get this money in the current financial situation that exists at the state level. And so if we want our kids to be in buildings that are warm, that are safe, that are at a quality that we think they they deserve, then we have to find a way to maintain that at the local level because it's not going to come from another place. And so while that is an important balance for voters to think about, I think that at the end of the day, um, I think we should just stay in line with sort of what has been the priority of that 1% tax in the past and keep going with that and and put it towards, you know, the the places that our kids spend most of their days because that's where they are. And so might as well make it a, the best place it, it can be. Thanks, Felix. Ton? I do enjoy going after Felix. He basically, <laughs> he just says says what he says valuable information i i would i would really really harp on the fact that it's it's not a corny slogan but it is it's it's our children's future and it's the future of the community so and that's basically what it boils down to to being a school board member it's you know there's big people problems and little people problems and we we do it for the kids and we do it for the community we do it for progression. We do it for the future. And I, I would have that in mind. I would just say um, this is money that could be used for that for for the future of, of Sitka, for the future of the community, and, and for our children. All right. Thank you, Todd Gebler. Um, that's all we have time for tonight. Um, if you'd like to learn more about the ballot propositions or the school board election, or the race for Sitka Assembly, please visit the KCAW Election Center at our website, kcaw.org. I want to thank our panelists uh, for taking time out of their evenings to join us, school board members Todd Gebler and Felix Myers, and also Assistant Superintendent Deidre Jensen. I know uh, every day is a busy day in the district office, so thanks for coming out tonight. I want to thank the listeners who provided questions for both our forums tonight. I thank Catherine Rose and Meredith Reddick for standing by to bring us those questions. Uh, the City of Sitka website is packed with information on how to vote in the October municipal election. You can go to the municipal clerk tab or look for and look for election information. If you're not in town this fall, you can apply for an absentee ballot no later than September 26th. Your ballot must be postmarked on or before midnight October 3rd. And uh, early in-person voting is available through October 2nd at Harrigan Centennial Hall, 8.30 to 4.30 weekdays. Election Day in Sitka is Tuesday, October 3rd. Both Sitka precincts vote at Harrigan Centennial Hall. Polls open 7 a.m. and close at 8 p.m. on October 3rd. Uh, thanks for tuning in this evening. Thanks for voting. I'm Robert Woolsey. Stay tuned next for Starry Night Concert. <laughs>